Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Roseanne Carlo, and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s in New York City and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. Welcome, welcome back, and thanks for joining me on this new episode of Messy Closet. And today is January 6th, and in the United States for the past two years, it's been the anniversary of the insurrection, but we're not going to talk about that hot mess right there because I think McCarthy's on his 11th loss as Speaker of the House. Give it up, dude. We're going to talk about what this day means historically in Italy and in the Latin American community, and that is Three Kings Day, the Epiphany, and La Befana. This day is also known as Little Christmas, which is what the Italians have translated the Epiphany to. And it's January 6th, so if you've ever seen in any Italian-American homes, the Christmas decorations are still up. Not like Rayo's that keeps them up year-round, but they keep up the decorations to welcome in La Befana. And there's so much about La Befana, but the gist of her is she's an old woman who rides on a broomstick and brings sweets and treats to the good children, but to the bad children she will leave coal and garlic and onions. And this happens on January 6th, which, according to the Bible, is the day that the three kings who traveled with frankincense, myrrh, and gold and followed the star to Bethlehem, where Jesus lay in the manger, the Epiphany is the day of the three kings where they brought this new king his gift. So this is very rich in ancient and biblical history as well. So ancient history and biblical history sometimes cross over, but sometimes do not. So in this case, La Befana is folklore, whereas three kings are religious history. So I'll start with La Befana. So she rides around on her broomstick and she delivers these gifts. Her origin derives, her name at least, derives from Epiphania. And the word has Greek origins, which means manifestation of divinity. So this is the last festivity of Christmas. Now, I have a little website called Riche, R-I-I-C-H-E, Riche.online. And I'm doing a monthly series about legends, myths, and facts that have to do with January. And La Befana is mentioned in it, so is the god Janus. But there is speculation that La Befana is a Sabine goddess, and the Sabines were kidnapped by Romulus to populate the city of Rome. But Janus, the god of beginnings and endings, sent a volcano to rain down on Romulus's army who was kidnapping these women, thus saving them. And it turned into 
the feast of La Befana because if you go back into ancient history, there is speculation that La Befana was the ancient Roman goddess Strenia. And she is the one who now brings these children treats, much like St. Nicholas, Santa Claus, was also like considered a saintly man. So it's interesting how the characters we get, right? La Befana and Santa Claus come from something religious and something deeply rooted in tradition and meaning. Now, speaking of ancient and pagan tradition, La Befana is celebrated because after the winter solstice, the death and rebirth of nature were celebrated and it is believed that the goddesses, these saving goddesses, flew over the fields ensuring fertility for the next season. So bringing these kids treats is also a symbol of fertility and and prosperity because you're you're able to get them and if you were good but if you were bad you had to eat your onions la befana also translates to an ugly good fairy and that's in british english and that kind of makes sense because when we see traditional witches like the wicked witch of the west or the witch on bugs bunny You know, they had green faces and moles. And I don't know if they necessarily meant, like, ugly. But, you know, when people think of, like, witches in the woods, they have, like, long, scraggly white hair. And they don't wear makeup. And their skin is, like, wrinkled and kissed by the sun. And, you know, some people can say that that's ugly. I say that that's beautiful because it's filled with wisdom and a gift that many of us don't get. Now, about the broom... Because this is, I think, the most fun part of the whole thing. Because if you know anything about like ancient pagan traditions, sweeping is a way of cleansing, especially east to west. You want to sweep from where the sun rises to where the sun sets. So La Befana, being an older woman, wanted to take care of the houses she would sweep the floor with her broom that she rode in on. And in exchange, and this is what I love most about La Befana, she wanted a little glass of wine. So she, the ancient folklore goes, was said to have been doing her, she was doing her housework when she looked out her window and saw the three wise men pass by her house. So she was in the middle of cleaning and she was not going to stop. So she didn't go with them. But once her chores were completed, she went looking for the three wise men and the baby Jesus to give him a gift. Not having found him, she continues to visit each house, leaving gifts along the way, hoping to leave a gift for baby Jesus. And there's a song about her and there's many versions and I actually don't know the tune, but La Befana viven di notte con le scarpe tutte rotte, porta un sacco pieni di donne di regulare a, a bimbi buoni. So that means, sorry if my Italian's terrible, La Befana comes in the night with shoes all broken 
carrying a sack full of gifts to give to good kids. So obviously the song would sound much, much better in Italian. And this is when Italian families will get together again. And I know that they'll exchange gifts. And I know that in the Latin culture, they will also exchange gifts for the Three Kings Day. So this is, you know, a big deal. It's a beautiful deal. It's a beautiful way to start the year again by getting together with family and exchanging gifts and keeping traditions together. So this is when you would have like the homemade traditional Italian meals, which would be the antipasta with all of the meats and cheeses and breads and vegetables. And then, of course, pasta and then some sort of meat and then coffee and Italian pastries and cakes, which is the best. So this is a time when for Italians, traditional recipes would be passed down through the generations. And one of my favorite desserts, panettone, which is an addition of uh, traditional Italian Christmas cake. And that's given with a bottle of Spumanti sparkling wine, which is in most Italian homes for Christmas. So this is really interesting because I didn't know all of the details in Italy. We celebrated not a watered down version of it here, but and a more American version of it. You know, our friends weren't really doing this um, that weren't Italian. And I think our Italian friends weren't like talking about it too much when we were kids. But I do know that everyone has done something for La Befana. I used to have this little, like a bank, I think it was. And it was La Befana. It was a witch. And you would put a nickel. It only took a nickel. And when the nickel would drop down, it would set off some kind of mechanics and La Befana would sing you a song of good fortune. So I had that for a while. And one of my favorite books, because I have an emotional attachment to books, one of my favorite books as a child is called Strega Nona. And I don't have a copy of it now, but I've got... So one of my favorite books as a kid is about... I think La Befana. It's called Strega Nona, and Strega Nona means Grandma Witch. And this is about a witch who helps villagers with their troubles and employs a young man named Big Anthony to help with her chores. And then he observes her singing a spell to the magic pasta pot to produce large amounts of cooked pasta, and it goes on from there. And of course, there is a lesson to be learned. And I love this book. I've got to find a copy of it. If you don't have a copy of it for your kids, absolutely get one. It is a treasure. So let's talk about Three Kings Day, the epiphany. So this is where the 12 days of Christmas comes in. It's not before, it's actually after. At the end of the 12 days of Christmas comes a day called the Epiphany or Three Kings Day. And this holiday is celebrated as the day the three wise men first saw baby Jesus and brought him these gifts of frankincense, myrrh, and gold. And it is a religious, Christian, and Catholic holiday mostly celebrated in Europe, Latin America, and Spain. But of course, we hear about it in this country because we have very traditional Latin Americans and people from Spain and Italy and other parts of Europe. So the gifts are also referred to as the gifts of the Magi or the three kings. 
and they gave him gifts to illuminate the different aspects of his identity. So Jesus is king, he is God, he is marvelous in grace, and he died so that we might live. So this is why the wise men, this is why these three kings were bringing gifts to another king. So the frankincense symbolizes Jesus as the deity. So in the Old Testament, frankincense was traditionally burned in the temples as an offering to God. And this is in Leviticus 2.2. By bringing this gift, the Magi affirmed that Jesus was no ordinary man. He is both fully man and fully God. Now the myrrh was for the death of Jesus because this was commonly used to embalm bodies and the gift of myrrh foreshadows his death. So that is very interesting. I didn't know that myrrh was not given to like everyone, I guess, at birth preparing for their death. But now that does seem that there is some sort of a foreshadow. There is some sort of reality to the fact that he probably was not going to have a very long life. And then, of course, gold, and that is the ultimate gift. And this is king, is the, he is the king, he is God, he is marvelous in grace, like I said before. So bringing him these gifts from three kings was a way to indoctrinate him into what they believed, you know, was their form of royalty. And this is how they did it. So I think it's quite beautiful that we're still keeping these traditions alive. I think it's quite beautiful that these sacrifices because definitely in ancient times following what you think is a star and some people say it was a ufo if you ever watch ancient aliens um to a manger or probably a cave you know where this baby lay that's supposed to be a newborn king because he was born into the house of david now remember that the four books in the New Testament were written three to four hundred years after his death. And through the Gnostic texts and the Dead Sea Scrolls, some of those stories have been highlighted and proven true, like actual history, because now these Dead Sea Scrolls are proving that these stories did exist, but they were passed down verbally and then finally written. And then I guess the Vatican decided what was going in the Bible, not in the Bible. Things have changed. But what hasn't changed are these traditions of giving gifts, of starting the year off with joy to celebrate, celebrating life, even though the myrrh stood for his death. We didn't know that at the time. They don't teach you that in the Sunday school. That would have been interesting to know. I mean, if you think about it, the Catholic symbol is Jesus on the crucifix, which is quite morbid. Um, 
And I always wondered, would he like that? If he came back, would he think, thank you for putting my greatest sacrifice on a chain around your neck and on your churches? Or not? I think the first one, because he was like Jesus and a you know forgiving guy. But to carry on these traditions of his birth, to me, carries on the expectation of how we should live our lives with our families. Like, I'm for family tradition, but I also like to make my own traditions with, you know, my own friends and like, you know, my little family that like I've created, but I like to go back to my traditions. So I love that this is still alive within our culture. And if next year you want to join in on giving gifts for Epiphany, Little Christmas, Three Kings Day, La Befana, you know, join in, jump into this this beautiful culture of ancient and incredible folklore that ties into modern day religion. Because the one thing that keeps kind of changing with the times, but not really is religion. And I don't mean it changes with the times. I mean, it flows with the times. Like all of these beliefs have not changed fundamentally in many people. And I think the tradition is beautiful. I hope that you enjoyed learning about all of these things and a little bit more about Italian culture. I think next year I'm going to have to have someone who knows way more about La Befana and Three Kings Day to come and talk to me so I can really get a sense of what goes on in Italy and what goes on in the Latin community, whether it's in Spain or in Puerto Rico or right here in New York. So thank you guys for tuning in. This has been a fun little history lesson for me to look up to. I hope you enjoyed it. And yeah, my nerdiness will always come through because I love research and I love ancient history and I love goddesses and folklore. So I will do many more of these if you guys request. So stay tuned next week. I have two requests coming through for some clubs and things about New York City and I will be having a special guest. So thank you all for listening. I hope you guys have had a great week great first week of January and you guys are going to have a great first weekend of January well actually of 2023 really all of it have a good one thanks for listening to this episode of Messy Closet and don't forget to keep art and keep love alive